Welcome to the Wolverine Digest Podcast, the best spot for objective and authentic coverage of Michigan athletics. If you want open dialogue, honest opinions, and in-depth coverage of the maize and blue, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Brandon Brown, joined as always by Chris Breiler. I'm just going to start by saying go blue. Welcome, welcome, welcome on a Wednesday night, everybody. I am Brandon Brown. You know that guy over there, that... that that bearded gentleman, Christopher Breiler, coming <laughs> coming off a lost voice a little bit, man. How you feeling? How you feeling? A little, you know, it's 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 getting there. It's I'm at like ninety percent. You know what I mean? It comes in and out a little bit when I try to scream at the kids and yell at them. It goes to like this real high pitched, like cartoonish type scream. So I can't quite yell at the kids yet, but uh, good enough here for uh, good enough here for a podcast. Good enough here for a seventy minute just bender of content. <laughs> Um, a little bit, a little bit of hate, Sean. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about yeah, we, that tonight. I mean, it's not like we, we we have almost nothing to talk about, so I don't know how we're going to get through an hour. But no, first things first, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But it's been humorous. It's been something Chris and I have talked about, and you know, I, I think generally people think we're pretty entertaining and funny. So we'll do it for a couple minutes. You know what, Chris? <laughs> I've got spirit. Yes, I do. I've got spirit. How about you? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I, I, I had a little bit of spirit, a little bit of spirit, uh, on the way home as did you, uh, in full disclosure, you know, we booked spirit with, uh, with the thought in mind that we were also going to be booking a trip out to LA. So trying to be a little bit, a little bit cost conscious here and spirit did us good on the way out to Arizona. It was Very the, good. uh, it was the return where things just kind of went to shit and, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if you want to lead off with your experience. I can tell you, you know, my well, it, you, you got the news first from Spirit. Listen, I'm not the kind. I'm I'm not I'm not bougie by nature. I, I don't hate on well, Spirit. I'll go to a shitty buffet any day of the week. I'll rock some Walmart tennies if I have. Well, maybe not anymore. I'm a little bit more of a. You'll uh, eat Subway uh, with sweat on it. I mean, yeah, I, do, not, I have. Not, no, I'm not that kind of guy. So when people hate on Spirit. I'm fine with it a little bit. I know they've got a little bit of a bad reputation, but I've flown Spirit quite a few times, and honestly, it's been just fine. And like you said, on the way out to Arizona, it was fine. Southwest was shitting the bed all over the place, like thousands of cancellations. They were. they were. And I cruised all the way out there on a nonstop flight just fine, other than Hefty McGee laying you know, cross, you know, cross-legged spread eagle over me. I, it was fine. That's not Spirit's fault. On the way back, however, though, the night of the national, uh, the night of the college football playoff loss, which we talked about on on Saturday night, I got a t- I got an email saying that my flight was canceled, just just flat out canceled, no ex- explanation really, no reason why, no vouchers given. Here's here's a hundred dollars for your for your uh, for your troubles. No no meal, no nothing, just canceled. All right, whatever. Shift it to the next day, get the same flight the next day, just a day later. That's what I settled on. Then it's delayed. Then it's delayed again. I was already supposed to get in at like 1230 at night after midnight. Kind of would have sucked. My dad was coming to pick me up. 1230 becomes 130, becomes 230, becomes 350. I get home at 315 in the morning after sitting at the Las Vegas airport for like nine hours. 
supposed to be five. It's not a it was bad all- airport to be stuck at. I mean, if you're going to be stuck at an airport, being stuck at the one in Vegas isn't necessarily the worst. Honestly, that airport blows dogs for quarters. I hate it there, dude. It was terrible. <laughs> it was way too small, way too many people, not enough not enough space. It just sucked. I don't know. I wasn't, again, I was in terminal three for spirit. Maybe that's why, whatever. Anyway, it sucked. I hated it. I'm glad to be home now. Had another hefty sitting next to me on the way back. Look, look, I was on the aisle seat. He was in the middle. I'm not a small guy. I'm, I'm six, one, two, 10. Like I got some size to me. All right. I was about four inches taller than this dude. He was a little bit more burly, but I like I can sit big if I want to sit big. I I can let the I can let it hang out. I can you know I can be big in a in an airplane seat. You know when you're going in, you can't be that guy. Like you got to be mindful of your fellow passengers. This guy had he gave zero shits about anybody else on the plane. Zero. Another just sitting cross armed, legs out, sprawled from the middle. So he was spilling onto me and the poor young lady. On the right-hand side, she was curled up into a ball up against the wall. I'm over it. I'm over spirit. I've said it a million. (laughs) I actually saw like a meme today that was like a spirit flight attendant that was like, welcome back to everybody who said you'd never fly spirit again. And that's exactly like where (laughs) I find myself. I'm saying right now I won't fly again. I probably will. But that, that was what I dealt with. And you had... It wasn't the flight so much for you. Well, you did have some delays. Well, yeah, significant delays. I mean, we woke up early. I was up at like 3.30 in the morning to catch what I thought was going to be an early flight. Uh, <laughs> right. It told me when I was trying to download my boarding pass, it told me to go see the the gate, the manager at the gate or whoever that person is, which is never a good sign. Uh, so my thought was, let me get to the airport early just in case, because I knew yours was already canceled at that point. I wasn't feeling well. I wanted to get home. So I get up early. You get me an Uber secured. I get into the car. I'm about, you know, maybe two minutes into the Uber ride. And I get an email telling me that uh, the the flight is delayed for two hours. So I'm like, well, shit, now I'm going to have to sit at the airport for like five hours, whatever. I'll get some breakfast. I'll get some work done um, and tried to do that a little bit. But man, I got to say, listen, before I even got on the flight, I, here's what I don't understand about people at the airport. And this has nothing to do with the airline. This is just general airport etiquette. Under no circumstances should oh you ever, ever be barefoot in an airport. I'm sorry. Good Under no circumstances. Lord. I'm sitting there watching planes take off on a multi-hour delay, and I get this brute that comes and sits next to me and stretches out his legs barefoot. Stretches out his legs while barefoot. His toe is nearly touching my camera bag. He's like flexing his foot. He's rolling it around a little bit. He's hacking up a storm. I'm like, what the, what the, what is going on over here? So yeah, I just, you know, for anybody out there that's done that, but wear socks at the airport for God's sakes, please. Good I mean, Lord. we're, it's, it's a shared space. Everybody's, you know, even in an airport, you're all just kind of sitting there together trying to put some goddamn socks on. Don't be that guy. I, I love to reference this whenever I can. This seems like the perfect opportunity. George Carlin, rest in peace. Think about how dumb the average person is. And then realize that 50% of the people are dumber than that guy. Chris had a had a run-in with, with one bare Stretching his bare wow. foot out right in my direction, in my vicinity, nearly touching my camera. Uh, uh, CJ, uh, well, he might be right. Uh, yeah, CJ no, said, he, might, he might be right. 
He might be. There, there was a little there racist. Was, still a little racist. <laughs> there was a there was a melanated gentleman sitting ahead of me on the airplane. Shoes came off. Socks did stay on. Socks the socks on. stayed no, on. No, see, look at it. If he had had socks on, that would have been one thing. But barefoot. Ah, again, okay. Word of the year, twenty twenty three. Egregious. Huge mistake. Can't be. Can't be barefoot. Anyway. The flight's Damn you, okay. CJ, I, I think we have to. I think we do have to claim that. I think we do. I'm sorry. Well, well that's fine. We'll claim it. Whatever. White All people right. do a lot of weird shit. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, they do. Get back to the airport. Get back to the airport after all of these delays. I had to pay almost a hundred dollars to check my flight on the way home. I sat in the baggage claim for another two and a half hours waiting Wild. for my bag. As I mean, they were short staffed. They were trying to, you know, they were trying to unload multiple planes. I guess. So by the time I got home, again, I was supposed to be home at like three in the afternoon, ended up getting home, I think about 1130 at night. So just a disaster of a day. Glad to be home. But yeah, you're right. You know, you kind of, I don't know, every time you fly spirit, you always, it's like eating McDonald's. Like you go into it thinking, you know what? Like, I don't do this that often. I'm going to do it. And then afterwards you always hate yourself. It's kind of how I feel with spirit. Like you, you're going into it. It's like, hey, I'm going to save. I'm going to save. And then lo and behold, you don't really save all that much. And by the end of it, you're you're regretting your decision. Shopping at Walmart past 7 p.m. Uh, yeah. Midnight well, runs to Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll, I'll I could get the hotel for 95 bucks. I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the one for 70. Don't 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 do that. You know, that's these are all the same types yeah. of decisions. And honestly, we've yeah. had a lot of them being out, being road dogs, just getting out there. Exactly. I'm Patrick, but you go there again. You yeah, do it again. And that's, yeah. Yeah, that is like the, the cycle. You think you're saving, you think you're getting a deal. And then by the end of it, you're screwed. You feel like shit. You hate yourself for doing it. And then you just do it all over again. And that's kind of what Spirit Airlines, that should be the commercial. Just be real with people about what they're going to get out of the experience. <laughs> Look, it's going to be cheap up front. Then we're going to charge you a bunch of extra shit on the way. And then we're going to get you where you got to go late. And then, uh, you know, we're going to con you into doing it all over again. Reminds me of two things. I think it's Family Guy. They did a fake Kia commercial. They're like, Kia, sorry, it's a Kia. Like, that, that was the tagline. <laughs> and then Louis C.K., CVS, sometimes you got to go in there. That's the, that's sometimes. the, those are the, yeah, those are the yeah. taglines for places like that. Spirit kind of falls under that umbrella. I'll be out of you. I'll be on that. Goddamn yellow airplane again. I know I will. I'm I know what? I will. I know. I'll be there too. Thinking uh, I'm saving. Thinking yeah, I'm getting anyway. myself a deal. Okay. 10 minutes on spirit. We're done. Let's move on to the meat and potatoes, Chris. You're the you're over it. Potatoes. You are freaking over Jim Harbaugh flirting and dangling it out there for the NFL. Are you not? Yeah. You're done. Yeah, I'm over it. I mean, <sighs> I didn't think we were going to jump right into it. Uh, well, you know, we're into head it, first. I mean, yeah. So, look, here's where I'm at. Let me let me start off by saying this. I like Jim Harbaugh. I like him as a per. I, we've talked about this on on recent podcasts before. Like, do you have love for Jim Harbaugh? Do you like him? Do you want? <laughs> yes. Like, enjoy the guy. You know, I think he's an interesting guy to cover, interesting coach to have. I think he's been good for the team, and obviously the last two years have been incredible. Incredible. That being said, what happened last year after Michigan had, you know, a, a phenomenal season. You, you beat Ohio State, you win a Big Ten championship, you get to the college football playoff for the first time. My family and I fly out to Disney. We're taking a break, and while we're out on vacation, guess what Jim Harbaugh is doing? 
he's flying out to Minnesota to interview with the Vikings. And again, the, the NFL thing is seemingly been there, you know, from the start. Um, but he flies out to Minnesota for whatever reason, doesn't end up taking the job, comes back and gives Ward Manual assurance that, look, this was the last time. It was a one-time deal. I wanted to explore it. The itch was there, but I'm back. I'm here. I'm all in on Michigan now. It's not going to be an annual thing. Fine. Fast forward, another great season by Jim Harbaugh. You know, they go 13-0, and win a Big Ten championship, beat Ohio State, get back to the college football playoff. And here we are once again, once again, having the same conversation about the Jim Harbaugh to the NFL rumors. And what pisses me off about it is if he was a man of his word, and I know he said, you know, like, you know, I'll be, you know, people will be enthusiastic to know I'll be coaching at Michigan in 2020, but he always throws in these weird things about, you know, no man knows the future. And I think that's what I'm going to be doing. Bullshit. Those are bullshit answers. If you want to be at Michigan, you say flat out, I am not interested in the NFL. I am staying at Michigan next year, the year after that, until these guys tell me they kick my ass out. I am at Michigan. That's what you do. And you shut down the rumors. And you know what else you don't do? You don't take calls from NFL executives. People keep saying, how many times is he going to have to answer this? He said it already. He said it. Well, how many conversations are you going to have with folks in the NFL? Because every time you do that, and it gets reported on, people are going to wonder, what what are you doing? Are you a man of your word? Are you committed to Michigan? How great would it be for him to come out and say, look, I've got unfinished business here. I'm trying to win a national championship next year. We've been close now two years in a row. I want to win a national championship here. I'm not going anywhere. Just say that and be done with it. But instead, it's this, it's this wordplay. I think I'm going to be here. No man knows the future. He's the only one in control of it. He's the one that's dangling the carrot. It's not the other way around. So I just, I'm over it. I don't think it's good for the program long-term. I would prefer that Michigan, I would prefer that Jim Harbaugh stays, but if he's not hundred percent all in at this point, after saying last year was the last time, then if I'm Michigan, I think it's best to just part ways now while the program's in a good spot rather than continue to do this year after year after year until he finds a place that's suitable for him in the NFL, because there's clearly still a poll still a desire from his side to make that leap. And I don't know that that's ever going to go away. Totally forgot there was a basketball game tonight, but fuck it. We're here. We're here. We're talking Harbaugh. I mean, (laughs) I saw it earlier. I mean, whatever. Michigan's winning 22 to 16 against Penn State right now. They just beat the brakes off of Maryland after losing. I don't know what the hell Juwan Howard in the basketball program is doing. I have no idea. They lose the Central. Damn it. They beat the brakes off of Maryland. Now they're playing Penn State. What, whatever. We're, we're talking football. We're talking Harbaugh. Here it is. Look, man, I've made my opinion about Jim Harbaugh very clear. There's a lot of things that guy does that kind of rub me the wrong way. The last two seasons, not on that list. They've been incredible, as you said. You and I covering it, flying down to Miami, even if it's a spirit flight, flying out to Arizona, even if it's a spirit flight, has been one of the, you know, Two of the best professional years I've ever had in my life. Not, it's not close. But th- this shit's getting old, and it, it's damaging. I mean, you look at the 2023 recruiting class, and that's a direct reflection of the heavy flirtation with the NFL and the fact that the assistant coaches were left with their, you know, sitting on their thumbs, basically having to tell recruits, "Yeah, Har- Harbaugh's leaving, but we're good. Like we're gonna be good. In fact, we might even be better without him." 
And then, oh, shit, three days later, he's back in Ann Arbor saying he's coaching. The damage control and all the fires they had to put out from that is not healthy for the program, and the reflection is in the recruiting class. Now you can throw NIL and some other you know, offensive philosophy and maybe some other stuff in there as well, but the point is you can't do this every year. I forget who it was. I saw somebody on Twitter. It might have just been a fan. It might have been another mem member of the media. I can't remember, but they literally screenshotted like 2016, 2017, 2018, 20. Like this article has been written every single year right now, month of December, month of January of Jim Harbaugh going back to the NFL early on. Uh, it was because that's where he had just come from. It kind of made sense. The two years ago, he sucked. I wanted Harbaugh out, gone, see ya, blast him to the moon. 2020, I was done with him. And he would have got on, he would have got on a spirit flight to take an NFL job. Any one of them. <laughs> but nobody wanted him in 2020. That was clear. Last year, he made it very clear that he wanted to go to the NFL. He took a job interview with the Vikings, thought he had the job. People in Ann Arbor were saying he did. Whoops, he didn't. Now he's back. And now here we are again after another incredible season taking phone calls from David Tepper, the owner of the, of the Panthers, interest from the Broncos, interest from the Colts. The NFL season's not over yet, so all this shit has just taken place, back channel, unofficial phone calls, no interviews. We got a whole other five or six days of this before we get anything concrete. Or Dude, he could be on another plane in six days to Indy, to Denver, to Charlotte, to wherever but, but these, here's these the conversations are taking place. If you really want to be at Michigan, though, you, you one statement, you can put it to bed. And instead, he plays these word games. Yeah. And what I don't understand yeah. from, you know, the super fans that are out there on social media, I'm not going to single anybody out. But if you're a 70-year-old fanboy who tweets about Jim Harbaugh every single hour, it seems, every single day of your life. Look, there's people out there that if it were physically... Um, and logistically possible would purchase real estate inside of Jim Harbaugh's rectum. There's no doubt about correct. That. The drink his bath is, water, scrub his bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jim Harbaugh. I am not a Jim Harbaugh fan boy. I believe he's done a good job, and I believe that there's other people that can do a good job. And where I'm at with it now is if he went back on his word and what he said to Ward Manuel last year was that this wasn't going to become an annual thing and it sure right. as hell feels like sitting here today, it is an annual thing, then I feel like at this point, it's in Michigan's best interest to have a serious discussion and say, if you plan on being here, you go out and you put out a statement. And if you don't plan on being here, then we're going to make decisions that are in our best interest and we're going to give you, let's give you that opportunity to go to the NFL and let's see how much interest there is because being in limbo for two, three, four, five weeks, however long this is going to carry on, just isn't the move. And you're right. You're not going to see the results of that right now because Michigan's doing well on the field. But you can see it in the results in the recruiting classes. They're not necessarily recruiting at the level they should be for a team that's winning the way that Michigan is. And so there is a bit of an impact there. And at the end of the day, yeah, I'm still a fan of the program, and I'm still irritated by the fact that he can't just come out and give a forceful, straightforward answer. No, I have zero interest in the NFL. I am going to be here in 2023. Instead, it's, I think, I might, no man knows the future. That's bullshit. And Jim Harbaugh knows that's bullshit. And I don't like the word games. If you want to be here, just say you want to be here, put it to bed, and then everybody moves on. You know you know who did come out and squash some rumors adamantly? <laughs> Our boy, the Lane Train. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. 
He's he's dude that that he he might be greasier than a rock bass, but that dude came out and said, "I'm not going to Auburn." I don't know where the hell that came from. Nobody has talked to me. I'm good. I'm staying at Ole Miss. Now, he he might up and leave next week. I don't know. But at least he came out and said it now, and there wasn't any, like, disclaimer or caveat listed, you know, woven through there. Like, I'm going to be at Ole Miss. Right. I'm going to be at Ole Miss, but I don't have a crystal ball or however the hell you want to word it. It's just, it's played. It's played out. It's not good for the program. It's it's a bad look. It's 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 just not what you want to do after you're stacking these seasons. Sean Bennett, don't get us started on Lane and Lane Kiffin in Ann Arbor. I would I would that's, you know, look at that's incredible. that's a whole other part of the equation. Incredible. Well, who are you going to get to replace him or whatever? And 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 we all have our opinions on who or what that might be. But I am not of the mindset that Jim Harbaugh is irreplaceable. I mean, again, it has been two incredible seasons back to back. But it was a long and painful road to get here as well. I think there are other people that can do just as good of a job, if not better, than what Jim Harbaugh's done here. And the fact that the program isn't a good place, I just don't think this type of thing every single offseason is sustainable. And if this is an itch that is con- going to continue to remain year after year, if I'm Ward Manuel, go scratch it. It's go scratch it. It's an itchy guy. He's an itchy guy. I don't know how else to say it. He's got it. He's itchy, man. Chris, I can you? I'm. I've been trying to rack my brain the whole time you were talking, and I can't remember for the life of me the the realization that we had. You and I were talking on the phone earlier today about j- just the day, what we're doing content wise, the pod tonight, things like that, and we came up with something where we said Jim Harbaugh's lying. I can't remember. Yeah. He's either lying. He's lying for sure because it's either this or this, and I can't remember what it was. Do you remember what 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 it yeah, we was? Were, I'm not trying we to put talking, you on the spot. I legitimately no, 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 can't we, remember. We were talking about the play calling and that awful Philly special. Oh whoever, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the decision to make that play call, and what what pisses me off about that is you've got Matt Weiss as co-offensive coordinator. You've got Sharon Moore as co-offensive coordinator. And now you've got Jim Harbaugh, who's fessing up to being the one who's responsible for calling the Philly special on fourth down on that first drive when Michigan couldn't score within the five. So now you're telling me you've got three people, three people calling plays offensively that probably have a different school of thought. And so that's another thing that I have a problem with. And it just goes back to the overall, like, look, I... I like Jim Harbaugh, and I think the best thing for the program is for him to stay put. But that's only if he's 100% all in. If he's not, then I think the best thing for the program, not for Jim Harbaugh, not for Jim Harbaugh fans and simps that follow his every move and bowel movement and you know are just completely obsessed with all things Jim Harbaugh, I'm not. I think I think other people can do the job as well. And if he's one foot in, one foot out, and constantly interested in pursuing something in the NFL, then if I'm Michigan, I mean, shit, there's a reason why they put it in his contract. They put it in the new contract that if he communicates with any other teams and doesn't give Michigan prior notice, they can terminate his contract. They know that this NFL thing is a real thing, and that's why that clause is in his new contract, that five-year extension that he signed. So 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 that's I've got an issue with it being a year-after-year thing. That that's what it was. It was it was specific to the play calling thing. So either he's been, but I mean, lied- listen, he's all, but he's already, but he also lied when he said he wouldn't become an annual thing because if it's not right, an annual thing, don't phone take calls. that call with Carolina. Right. What I mean, 
again, what are they discussing? Are they talking about their favorite wines? Are they talking about the latest, you know, Netflix shows to come out? I mean, there's only one thing that that call is, is pertaining to, and that's what is it going to take to get Jim Harbaugh out of Ann Arbor? And you can dance around it and you could wordplay it, but that's what that phone call was. So it's it's like, you know, you cheat on your wife and then all of a sudden, you know, you say, honey, I'm never going to do it again. And then you take other calls from women. You're like, well, I was just fielding a call. Just, ah. you know, just picking up. That's all I did. You know, you're, you're either all in or you're not in at all. That's where I'm just, at. Just dipping my toe in the water, babe. It's all good. Jeez. Oh, baby. I just took a call. That's it. I, I'm not going I touched nowhere. Her butt one. I touched her butt once. It's, it's fine. It's fine. That's all. Oh, of it course, was. CJ. Of course, Ward won't do that, and especially not with the last two seasons that Michigan's had, because they'd have his head on a platter. But what I'm telling you, as somebody who has now covered the team for two years, okay. has Here been to- a fan of the team for hold on a second, has been a fan of the team for as long as I can. I'm 38 years old, so as long as I can remember, I've been a fan of this team. That's where I stand on it. If you're not all in, if you're not 100 percent here. If you're one foot in, one foot out, you're going to wait and see what else is out there. Then for me, get the hell out. Go and explore it and get somebody here that wants to be here and is all in. So, Jacob Morris, this is exactly my point. You are bringing up my point to AT. And it's <clears throat> it doesn't matter whether it's the NFL thing or the play calling thing or this or that or the quarterback observations he makes. So many people have gone to Jim Harbaugh and say, you know, yeah, whatever you think about Harbaugh, this or that, he's a straight shooter. He doesn't lie. He doesn't go up there and speak falses, you know, in false pretense. It's just not true. Because look, Jacob, here's the deal. Jacob says, I feel like Harbaugh didn't call that play. Okay, let's say that he didn't call that play. Then he's flat out lying in the press conference afterwards when he says, I wish I would have called a different play. I should have called something else. That's totally on me. So it's one or the other. He's either been lying all along, you know, saying that Sharon Moore and Matt Weiss have total autonomy when it comes to the offense and they call everything <clears throat> bullshit. He turned he turned a linebacker into a fullback and gave him a fullback dive from the three point. Sharon Moore and Matt Weiss didn't do that. I'm sorry. It just didn't happen. That's Jim Harbaugh all day long. Or <clears throat> what you just said, he didn't call that play, but then he said that he did. So that's where I'm saying, like, look. I've seen, I think it's, uh, who is it? Our, our, our local, John Patrick, our local pilot of the group has said, well, but Harbaugh just said this three months. I don't care what he said. What's he doing? He's taking phone calls from the NFL. That, that's, what's, that's what's happening, okay? If he is covering for his staff, then he's still saying things that are patently false. I, I mean, like, it doesn't matter. One way or the other, he's being completely dishonest and disingenuous. That's what it comes down to. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's one sentence. It's one quick statement. And it's direct, concise, to the point, I am all in at Michigan. I am not entertaining any NFL offers. I am a man of my word. I said I'm not going back to the NFL after last year, and I mean it. I am committed to staying here and winning a national championship next year. He puts out a statement like that, and all of this is is irrelevant. Nobody's talking about it. But because he plays word games and he says things like, no man knows the future, and I think I might do this or I think I might do that, that's just a, that's a way of leaving the door open. That's a way of giving yourself an out. 
And I don't think that that is the smart play. You know, whether you're a fan, whether you're somebody that covers a team, I just think it's bullshit. You're either all in or you're not all in. And I think you should just be upfront with it. And if you're Jim Harbaugh and you are interested in NFL opportunities, then damn it, say it. Just be straight up about it. And the people that are out there that say he's not leaving, he's not going anywhere. He got on a plane last year and tried to leave. He went somewhere and it yeah. just didn't work out. So where where does this where does this idea come from that well he would never he wouldn't he went he, he did he did last offseason after his best season as head coach he got on a plane to go interview for a job dip. elsewhere tried to do so tried so, miss me miss me with all that he would never do this he would never do that it was his best season as Michigan's head coach and you know what he did as soon as it was over he got on a plane and flew to Minnesota on National Signing Day, by the way, <laughs> just throw that out there. I know Michigan had a lot of their work done, and it wasn't as big of a day for for them as it was other programs, but optically, not a great look. Steve Dace's burner account, love the name, by the way. That's hilarious. Uh, I, I did miss your super chat earlier, so I apologize. And yeah, you're, you're, you're just saying what we're saying. I mean, like at some point, you can't continue to do this to your to your own self. I mean, that's the, that's also the bottom line. Like Harbaugh is doing this to himself. He's making his own job harder and less desirable. Like, I don't, I don't understand that approach. And like Chris said, if you want to leave and you're genuinely considering leaving for the NFL, say that. And and maybe he is behind closed doors, but there's a, there's a much better way. We've said this a million times, man, the mess, the message delivery at Michigan from everybody who has a block M on their check blows, just blows in a lot of ways. And so there's a better way to do this. And I don't know, man, it's just, and look, there, there, I see some people in the comments that are like, ah, you guys are blowing this out of proportion. You sound like so-and-so it shouldn't be like this, but look around, look at the national scope. Instead of talking about Michigan beating Ohio state two years in a row, winning back-to-back big 10 titles being dude, they're not even talking about getting beat by TCU, which shouldn't have happened. It's all about Harbaugh flirting with the NFL. Like none of the on-field stuff is making any noise. And that's the two years in a row. It's two years in a row that this stuff is happening. So, like, you can get mad at us for focusing on this if you want to, but, like, that's what the focus is. And it is not created by Chris and I, or John Bacon, by the way, who's been doing this for a thousand years and is only focusing on one thing. I wasn't even going to say shit about it until I saw John Bacon's tweet. And I'm like, all right, if he's Dude. tweeting that it's a legitimate, you know, very real possibility and throwing in the caveat that could happen fast, I mean – you know, it's, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to spend any time. I think somebody asked me like, oh, you guys must be, you know, knee deep reading articles about the hardball stuff. It was oh, one of our friends, Zach. And I said, no, I'm not interested in doing it. And then it started to pick up steam. And then he takes the call with, uh, with Carolina. And again, I go back to, you know, those statements were very definitive that he gave Ward Manuel after what he did with Minnesota, that it wasn't going to become an annual thing that he was all in on Michigan and here we are once again after another great season having the same discussion about whether or not he's going to be the head coach at Michigan next season. And I just think it would be so much better for fans, players, recruits, everybody in Michigan's orbit for him to just come out and say, if he truly is committed to being here, this NFL stuff is bullshit. I'm not going anywhere. It's noise. It's smoke. I will be here. But he doesn't do that. And and because of that, I think there has to be some validity to the fact that there's still interest there. 
which again, after last year, kind of pisses me off a little bit because Michigan fans had to endure what six seasons of basically not a great result. And then you finally get to a point where the program's humming along and you use those two years, potentially assuming it happens this year to try to go elsewhere. I just don't get it. I don't understand. We talked about, I've seen some people talk about this, you know, with his age and like, honestly, I thought I did. I thought it was done last year. I thought, all right, if, after that kind of season and the openings that were there, there were like three or four, two or three or four, whatever it was that were like, that made sense for him in terms of like his, you know, his previous connections or what he did when he was in the NFL and things like that. I was like, well, if it's not happening this year, it's just, it's not happening. And now here we are again, like now, you know, now the Colts job is open, which he has connections to again. Now, the Broncos, which I don't think there's a direct connection. If there is, I could be wrong. Maybe it's somebody higher up, but they showed interest last year. They hired, they hired Nathaniel Hackett. And I'm like, well, there, there's that one. Well, they shit canned him after one season. So it's like, well, they're back on the table again. Panthers, you know, I don't know if there's something there between him and David Tepper. I'm not really sure, but like, look, it's back in full swing. And people seem to think that this year feels even more relevant than last year when it comes to him leaving. I mean, like, you know, prominent people who cover Michigan football, I don't really care what you think about Nicole Auerbach or Bruce Feldman or Austin Meek at The Athletic. They they know what they're – they're good at their job, dude. Like, they're really good in what they do. They're, people don't just put stuff out there and splat it against the wall when you're in their position. I'm, look, fanboys on Twitter, they do that shit all the time. People on message boards, they do that shit all the time. Bruce Feldman, Nicole Auerbach, and Austin Meek are not doing that. They're not throwing stuff against the wall, hoping it sticks. If they put something out there and they put their name on it, they believe it to be true. John Bacon is another one. He did it last year. He's doing it again this year. Look, man, it's real and it needs, it needs to stop. Like it just either go or stay and say you're staying and, and shut it the hell down. That's what needs to and happen. Just to reiterate, just to reiterate so that there's no confusion. I believe the best thing that could happen out of this is for Jim Harbaugh to stay at Michigan. That's what I would like to see as a fan, as somebody who covers the team, as somebody who wants to see the program continue to succeed. I feel like him remaining at Michigan is best case scenario. But again, only if he's all in. If this is going to continue to be a thing where year after year, he's still going to be trying to find that nut in the NFL, I think you just need to let him go and find it. Because at some point, it's it's hurting the program. It's not doing a hell of a lot for the fan base. And to be quite honest, it's really taken a lot of joy out of you know the the past two off seasons being able to enjoy what's been an incredible result on the field. You know, the conversation immediately afterwards goes to Jim Harbaugh and his future and what's he doing and what's his next move. And I'm just over it. I think I think the whole thing is exhausting, and oh. he could put it to bed. That's the thing. It's not our job to stop talking about it, stop reporting on it, stop get, analyzing uh, it. I mean, that's what we do. John Patrick, you've become a favorite of the show for reasons unknown to a lot of people, but this <laughs> narrative needs to go to bed forever and ever and ever. Look, dude, I've been doing this shit for a decade. Listen to me closely. I will never name my sources because then they won't be sources anymore. 
I don't know how yeah. I don't understand how dick bags don't understand this. Name who told you. Um, no, suck my balls and go away. I'm not going to tell you who's giving me sensitive information. Where does this come from? In what arena yeah. does anybody ever say this is the person that told me some shit that could probably get them fired? It's not happening, dude. It's never going to happen. I see so many people on Twitter saying that stuff that it blows my mind. Like, dude, you think if a parent of a player is going to tell me or Chris some highly sensitive information about something, they're going to be cool with us saying that it was them who said it? Get I, real, I can man. Tell it's you not fact, happening. I, I, listen, I have That's been told how this things. Shit works. I have been told things that had we broke it, we would have been the first to break it. Some some big things that happened big this year things. that other outlets ultimately ended up breaking the news to. You know what? I didn't say shit because I was asked. I was told, please don't say anything. And so you're right. When people say sources, you can't just turn around and say, well, who are your sources? Because that's not how this works. Because if you give up your sources, guess what? You don't have any sources at that point. That goes away. And so, yeah, you might say you might say that they're always wrong. You might say that they've been wrong, but I go back to last year and he got, it was his best season at the university of Michigan. And the first thing he did once the season was over was get on a plane and fly out to Minnesota and see what the deal was. And now it looks like after another successful season, we might be headed right back door. We might be headed right back towards the same scenario. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it all goes away pretty damn easily if he comes out definitively with a pretty strong statement. But instead, there's waffling, there's wordplay, and, and look, there's no man knows the future. I think this, I might that. That doesn't work. And th this is a, we're talking about a guy who used to sling strong statements across people's bowels on Twitter often. Not first, usually, Social but he media, would like, just in the mix. Dude, he would shut some shit down if it needed to be shut down. And now, He's not doing that anymore. And to, I mean, to his in his defense, he hasn't really been like active on Twitter or anywhere for a while. This isn't like, oh, all of a sudden this week he's not using it. I get that, but he could, dude, he could fire up his old iPhone and just fire off one thing real quick, and that would be it. And he's choosing not to do I'm that. Not That's leaving. fine. That's his problem. Not That's leaving. Fine. Three words. Three words. It would take him what sixty seconds. <laughs> you know, and it. And it ends. It all goes away. <laughs> like the Wolf of Wall Street. Do I'm it. fucking leaving. Just that's it. That's all you got to say. <laughs> that's Just it. Say it, damn it. Say it. Stop, stop yeah. being cute with what you're saying. Stop playing word games and stop leaving the door open by saying you think you might or nobody knows the future. Jim, this place, Michigan, Ann Arbor, they will bend over backwards for you. The only person that's in limbo seems to be you. That's it. So if if you're not all in, then just say it. And if you are, just say it. But either way, I don't like the cuteness with the words. And like you said at the beginning, I'm at a point where I'm over it. I'm just over it. Like I again, I'm I also don't subscribe to the belief that he's the savior of the program. Great. Yes, after eight years, this program is in a pretty damn good spot. But I do believe that there's other people across the country that can do just as good of a job, if not better. So I, I'm at a spot now where it's like, look, man, if you want to be here, great, because I think that's what the best thing for the program is. But if you're if you're even remotely considering leaving at this point after saying you wouldn't a year ago, going back on your word already, then maybe I think it's in Michigan's best interest to just move on and make that decision for him and not wait for weeks while he makes it. And by the way, Jim Harbaugh 
is absolutely an iPhone user. Just want to put that out there. People are well, there you go. debating on whether or not he uses an Android or a Nextel, perhaps. No, no, no. He's got an iPhone. It would be real easy to fire that bad boy up and fire off a tweet and put all this to bed. Shut that. Shut me and Chris up for good. You know, shoot John Bacon down. Grab Bruce Feldman by the pants and sit his ass down. Nicole Auerbach, Austin Meek, who's in our market. All of them. Everybody. Negotiation no more. for what, though? See, this is this is the other thing I hate. The, the, people think it's about he's holding out for more money. I, this doesn't have a damn thing to do with money. I don't think it has a single thing to do with money. He said it last year. He said the itch is there. The pull to the NFL has been strong. Everybody knows he got close to winning the ultimate prize. He even said the greatest prize in our sport is winning a Super Bowl, right? And then he said, you know, second up or close to that is winning a national championship. I don't think this has anything to do with money. I think it has everything to do with this internal desire he has to win at the highest level. And so if that desire is still there, let him go explore it, but not at the cost of holding Michigan basically hostage for weeks off season after off season while he explores his opportunities and decides whether or not to leave. I just don't think that's a good position to be in. And to me, if you're, if you're a guy who's all in on Michigan, I mean, shit, I'm all in on Michigan. Like I said, when Jim Harbaugh was at Stanford, guess what I was doing? I was a Michigan fan. When Jim Harbaugh was, you know, coaching in the NFL, guess what I was doing? I was a Michigan fan. And long after he leaves, guess what I'll be doing? I'll still be a Michigan fan. So I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I appreciate what he's done the last two seasons. I think it's been incredible. I think it's been phenomenal. But at the end of the day, if there's a part of him that doesn't want to be here, then I don't think he should be here. That's just where I'm at. I don't think that's an unreasonable take. It's not. It's not, and you you referenced a uh, uh, you referenced a major reason why uh, it's in his contract. You do the shit, you're gone. I mean, like it's not us saying that he signed a paper. It's paying him like seven million dollars, and it's in there. Um, yeah. So no, that's, a that's, three million dollar buyout, which again, any NFL team would be pennies. happy to uh, to pick up that bill for him. There's no pennies. doubt about it. I mean, like what what was. Uh, what was uh what what was Scott Frost? Was it like fifteen million? Look, if 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 a dude's out and the school wants him out and the next place wants him out, the buyout really doesn't even matter. It could be 10, 15, 20. Harbaugh's is only three, and it goes down. Is it after this month? I can't remember. It goes down again like soon, I think. Yeah. But it what doesn't did he matter. Make this three million is next incentives. to nothing. What did he make this year after incentives? Roughly roughly ten million? Right, I'm not. I I wasn't sure it was that high, but yeah, it's a, it's win it's incentives. A, it's, win win the Big Ten. Win you know get to the college right. football playoff with all the other bonuses. The money's good. I don't think money is playing a factor here. I think this guy wants to win a Super Bowl. I think it's been there. He's admitted as much. He well, said the pull back to the NFL is strong, and if it's still if it's still there and it's still strong, it doesn't seem like it's going away because he's winning. I mean, he's doing a hell of a job at Michigan, winning yeah. at a high level, and that still that desire to go back and, to the NFL is still there. And he's a god. You've talked about this before too, Chris. He's not going to get that love in any NFL city no. like he gets in Ann Arbor. You know, if he if he goes to Carolina or he goes to Denver and they win ten games next year, yeah, they're going to love him. Not like they do in Ann Arbor. Not this. You know, we talked about it. Drink his bath water, track his bowel movement type shit. There ain't nobody like that in Denver. For Jim Harbaugh, there's a lot of them in Ann Arbor, and so that's that's a little bit of a different animal. 
you, you and then you throw in the fact that his parents are here and his kids are going like there's a lot of reasons to stay put in Ann Arbor. So the fact that he's flirting and feeling out other reasons to go back to the league is telling enough in itself. It was there last year. It's there again. It's going to continue to be there. He said it. It's in his contract. People who are, you know, whatever. You don't think Chris and I are reputable? Fine. There's people out there who are, and they're saying this louder than we are. I mean, that's a fact. So I don't know how you can really dispute it at this point. And like I said, like Chris said, like the contract says, it's time to it's time to shit or get off the pot, man. This is damaging. It's damaging to what you're doing. And you know, we'll we'll see. We've got what today's the today's Wednesday. Black Monday rolls around in about five days. The NFL season ends on Sunday. We could be gone four or five more days before he gets on a plane again and goes somewhere else. I'd be shocked, Chris. I'd be shocked if that phone call from the Panthers wasn't to vet whether or not an interview needed to happen. So we might we might be sitting here right now, and maybe Jim Harbaugh said, I'm good. I, that's possible. We don't know because he's not saying anything. Maybe David you know Tepper called way, and said. The best way to say you're good is by not taking the call. I mean, that, that, that's, that's fair. That's where that's I'm fair. At. That's fair. And that's by taking the call. He's already doing more than he said he would. I, I agree. But if he just simply took the call and has now told the Panthers, I'm, I'm good. We, we don't know. And the narrative is still out there that that phone call happened. And then the, after it, there was a quote like, again, back to the, I think I'm going to be at Michigan next year. Well, that's not the same as saying piss off Carolina. I'm good. It's not the same thing. It's not. And those, those quotes are out there and people have attached their names to it. So we'll see what happens when Sunday, Monday rolls around. If Jim Harbaugh is on a plane to Charlotte or if he's on a plane to Denver or if he's heading over to Indy, we'll see. Because as of right now, we're not really sure. We're not sure. And that's, it's not a good place to be in for the second year in a row after the season that you just had. And yeah, there is plenty of talk out there that there is an agent involved now. That used to be the big thing before. He doesn't have an agent. He's got like an attorney who acts just like his agent, but he's not technically his agent. Like, again, semantics, details, vocabulary. Suck it and listen to and watch what's happening. Pay attention, people. It's pretty clear. Dude wants to go pro. He wants to go pro. I don't know how you he's can like say it. that he doesn't. I mean, I mean, he said as much last year. And if you think that fire completely went out, it just doesn't, you know, based on what he said and some of the things that have transpired since the end of the season, it doesn't seem like that fire went out. So I just, you know, again, these are his two best seasons as head coach at the university of Michigan. And what did he do last year after the first one out on a plane, went to Minnesota. What's happening yeah. now. He's already had a call with the folks over at Carolina. I mean, you know, it, it rubs me the wrong way and I'm not going to apologize for being pissed off about it. I'm just not the game. The I game want somebody was here. Who's all in? The game was four days ago. He's already had a phone call and done multiple, given multiple quotes, I guess. I don't know to who or how they're getting those, but it is what it is. At this point, Chris, what was I going to say? Somebody brought up a point right there, and I thought of it, and then I, and now I just lost it because we're both just like, what's what's happening? Why does this happen year after year? Like this, yeah, well, Darren May, maybe Mrs. Harbaugh is calling the shots. Wouldn't be the first time I've heard a little bit of that narrative as well well see listen now again something to consider it's it's not just you know he has a family there's other elements involved you know it, it's it's more complicated than just whether or not 
you know, Jim wants to do X, Y, and Z. There's other people that are involved that have probably their preferences as well. And I'm not going to speculate on that because I don't think it's fair to do that um, on, on this platform in particular. But all I'm going to say is, look, it's pretty goddamn simple. If you want to be at Michigan and you're committed to being here, you come out and you say that and you put all this shit to bed and then all of it goes away. And then nobody's talking about it. Nobody's speculating. But you're taking calls from folks in the NFL. You're saying things like, no man knows the future. I think I'll be doing this. I think I'll be doing that. And all you're doing is leaving the door open to a potential return to the NFL, which you've already said less than a year ago. There was a strong pull there, strong desire to go back to the league, to try and win a Super Bowl. You already said that was there. So we know that exists. That's not bullshit. That comes from Jim Harbaugh himself. We already know that he interviewed with an NFL team after Michigan's best season with him as head coach. That's not a rumor. That happened. So this idea that it could happen again and that we might be in the same boat this year, that this idea that it's It'll never happen. He's not going anywhere. He's st- what, based on what? Because you think he's your best friend, <clears throat> Todd Anson. You know what I mean? Like, what? What are you talking about? Give me a break. This dude is going to oh. do whatever the hell he wants to do, no matter how much you think you're best friends with him, no matter how much you spend your day tweeting about him. He's going to do whatever he wants to do, and he himself has already said there's a strong pull to the NFL. Well, yeah. So if you think not only steered over if you. If you think it's disappeared over the last year, good for you. I don't think it has. And actions that, speak louder than wordplay statements. That's what I was going to say. Not only has he said what he said, he's done what he's done. I mean, the evidence is there. It seems to be there. Keep again. in mind, we'll I still want him to stay at Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's the best thing, assuming he wants to be here. Steve Deese Burner. I'm not ready to go there yet. However, Sharon Moore seems like a layup. Chris and I have talked about this as well. Jim Harbaugh has been putting Sharon Moore up on a pedestal all year. Dude, I feel like Jim Harbaugh has been doing job interviews for Sharon Moore all year. Like that's how, that's how he's been talking about him. That's the kind of things he's been saying about him. He feels like he's, he said Sharon Moore is, he's more than ready to be. Yes, correct. Beyond so again, ready to be for all the people out there, I, I think that's who the best the best candidate is. If Jim Harbaugh leaves, I said this to you, Brandon. We discussed it a little bit. I think that's you know creates the least amount of waves. Sharon Moore has been with the program for a while now. He's obviously done a hell of a job with the offensive line. The players love him. He's a great recruiter. I think he can step into that position and be fine. But I got a lot of pushback from people that said, "No, he's not ready. He's not you know he's not ready for that." Then again. The same people saying Sharon Moore isn't ready are the same people that are willing to drink Harbaugh's bathwater. And Harbaugh himself is saying that Sharon Moore is more than ready. So again, you can't have it both ways. If Harbaugh's saying the guy's ready, maybe we should take him at his word. Sounds like he's ready. Got some puppy dogs chasing tails, Chris. That's what I see. A lot of puppy dogs chasing tails in some of these instances. Here's the deal. Account 22, I don't entirely disagree. You pay Jim Harbaugh fat. A big old fat contract. Cool. And then he kicks you in the dick next year and goes pro. I mean, then what? Like, he's he's doing this. He's doing this right now. And like we said, if a dude wants to leave, if a new organization wants him and the old organization is over him, any combination of those three things, it doesn't matter what the buyout is. It doesn't. I mean, you can look back, dude. Some of these programs have paid tens of millions of dollars to tell a guy to hit the bricks. 
Well, that Orgeron was like, yeah, they were going to give me 19 million. So I said, what door do I go out of? Like, dude, <laughs> or whatever, whatever. I might've even been more than that. It might've been more than 20 million. Like if a dude wants to be out, the program wants him out. The next organization wants him in. Shit's going to get taken care of. So cool. You give him 10 years for two, $120 million, and then he decides to leave next year, then what? Like the problem isn't really the money or the length of the contract or what the incentives are. It's 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 what does Jim Harbaugh want to do? And he's made it pretty clear that what he wants to do. That's my opinion, right? Like that's, that's my opinion on what it is. It kind of feels clear. like. He wants to coach in the NFL again. Yes. And, and yes. Look, as somebody, and, and I mentioned this, I'm, I'm 38 years old. And even at my age, like, you know, you, you start to realize that life is short and opportunities are few and far in between. And you, you know, you, you kind of evaluate things. And if there is, if there is a desire for him to coach in the NFL again, the, the dude's not getting any younger. You're talking about a guy in his sixties. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're running out of opportunities to be able to go and do it. And so I think if you want to do it, there's a part of you that still wants to do it and you're still exploring it. I think you should go do that. But again, I don't necessarily care about the Jim Harbaugh NFL side of things. I care about the Michigan side of things and what's best for Michigan. And like I've said before, multiple times, I think the best thing for Michigan is to keep a Jim Harbaugh that's 100% all in, not to sit back and wait for Jim Harbaugh to decide whether or not he wants to be at Michigan based on whatever opportunities might become available in the NFL. Because if that's where he's at, he's going to be there this year, next year, and the year after. And I don't think that's a good place for Michigan to be. That's just where I'm at. And again, I'm not going to apologize for that. I want a coach at Michigan that wants to be at Michigan 100%. No bullshit, no word games. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to coach. I'm focused on winning a national championship next year. That's what I want to hear from a head coach. Not no man knows the future bullshit. Spare me. Just right. say something real. And back to I'm I'm not I'm not intending to pick on John Patrick because I but I know you've said, well, look what he said. Well, can we go by what he said most recently? Like he he just said, no man knows the future. But I think I'm gonna be at Michigan next year. Like, dude. I just think back to like trying to answer questions to like my teachers or my parents like that. They'd be like, get the fuck out. What do you mean? Can we, well, you can't answer a question like that. Well, mom, Brandon, no man knows the future. Brandon, do you think you might come home drunk again? <laughs> well, mom, no man knows the future. I think I might be able to do it. But let's, let's let this play out a little bit. Listen, you know, listen, I fully I mean, anticipate coming here? home sober enthusiastically by the end of the night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Like, apply that line to any other area of your life with your, your kids or your wife or your job or whatever. Maybe that's and what see, it is. Maybe that's what it is. I, you know what? That's probably what it is. How it, it goes just, over. It's, it's the bullshit that pisses me off. Just say something real. Just give a real statement. You know, a, just be straightforward. Like, I don't like the bullshit. I find it annoying. I find it irritating. And to me, all it says is, it's a complicated way of saying, look, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to look around. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, if you're pointing to a statement last year, then it's even older. Kind of reinforces my point. Like he's done Before a whole other season. The Minnesota interview. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Did he, when did he, when did he, when did he pen that one? Before or after he got on the plane and got shot down for Minnesota's job? Like, come on, man. <laughs> If it was before it, then it's complete horseshit because then he got on a plane and left. If it was after it, well, he kind of took a kick in the dick and came back and said, like, this is all I got. So I guess I'll, I'll take it. 
I mean, like either way, your statement loses a lot of validity at that point. Like you don't have much of a leg to stand on if that's how it, how it played out. And that's how it played out. I mean, there's no speculation on that. And by the way, Chris, Jim Harbaugh, 59. Let the man enjoy his 50s before you go paint him as a senior citizen. He's not getting free coffees at McDonald's just You're yet, right. You're right? right. You're right. You're right. You Pump start calling me 40, bit. I'm going to have a problem with it. All right? <laughs> We're getting to the age with, now where the years do count. The I years know, count, I damn know. it. They absolutely count. Both you and I knocking on 39's door, and I'm going to soak up every yeah. second of that 39th year before I get to number 40. Um. Jesus H yeah, Christ, 56 again, minutes again, on this. Are we good? 56 minutes in. We've been doing it. I just want to reiterate to anybody out there that may be confused. I like Jim Harbaugh. It may be hard to believe after the last well, 40 minutes of this show. I like him. I'm just annoyed with some of the antics. I think the best thing for the program is for him to stay. I think he's done a phenomenal job the last two years. The program's in a good spot, and I give him a ton of credit for that. But... I only want him here if he's 100% all in. If he's not, then I think Michigan is at a place now where the program is humming along to where you can make a change that won't rock the boat too much and let Harbaugh go scratch that itch in the NFL. That's <laughs> Jacob where I'm Morris, how can we better recruiting? Just watch the last 50 minutes of the show and figure it out. <laughs> I mean, like, that's a big part of it, dude. That's a big part of it, a real big part of it. Tim Cornet, thank you for the donation. Yes, the slip. Oh, hey. I was just about to let me see. Ding. It might have played it very quietly because I don't have this I don't have the soundboard hooked up. But yeah, shout out to Jake Moody, man. That's a huge accomplishment. Monstrous field Incredible. goal. Yeah, monstrous field goal. And then, you know, the all-time scoring leader at uh at Michigan's pretty big time. Um Chris, we'll kind of wrap it up. We'll kind of wrap it up with this. I think, uh, you know, some of the transfers kind of speak to the state of the program. We can look at Michigan on the field in 2022. Incredible run, 13-0. and 0. I mean, yep. dude, I feel, like a, I feel like a dink for – I mean, we were, we were damn near in L.A. We were almost in L.A. And TCU had other ideas flat out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it on Saturday after the game. Like, Michigan certainly made – multiple fatal errors that led to that, but credit to TCU where it's due. That is what it is. But like looking at the season as a whole, the transfers that have come in, I think there's six or seven of them at this point, a couple of the transfers leaving. The program could not be in a better place. And that's again, kind of really comes fast. back to why all of this is so annoying and it's just unnecessary, but the three most recent transfers all on defense. I put an article up on this over at WolverineDigest.com. I just wanted to talk about those three guys very quickly and more, more about why they're leaving and why it's, you know, I'm not trying to disparage those guys, but it's, it's not a big deal, like really at all. When you look at the reasons why they're leaving and what the roster looks like in the depth chart. So first you've got Deuce Spurlock, freshman linebacker. He's only played, he's only been at Michigan for a year. And you're like, damn, dude, yeah. like he was a pretty high level recruit. I think he's from Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Like, why is he leaving already? Well, you've got Jimmy Rolder, who's been playing all season long, many more snaps. You've got Junior Colson. Yeah, he's going to be a junior, so he's a veteran at this point. You've got Nikai Hill-Green, who's coming off a year of injury. Not sure exactly what his future is going to be. Is it at Michigan? Is it elsewhere? Do they want him back? Is he healthy? Mike Barrett, veteran guy. Maybe he decides to look elsewhere too. test the NFL waters. I'm not really sure. He's kind of... Yeah, uh, you know, he doesn't like 
fly off the page as a lock to play in the NFL, but he's got a skill set that translates to the league. And so I'm interested to see yeah. what he's thinking about. Will he be back, et cetera? And then, oh, by the way, you throw in Ernest Hausman, who is one of the best true freshman linebackers in the country, decided to bail on Nebraska. Now he's at Michigan. You know, do Spurlock, man, more power to you. Go find somewhere where you're going to play because it wasn't going to be at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I, again, it, it speaks Georgia, to... Sorry, yes, Georgia, not Texas. <laughs> it, it speaks to the depth that Michigan has at at these positions. And, and again, overall the, you know, the, the 10,000 foot view of the program, it's in a good place. I mean, the, the team that they've got coming back, presumably in 2023, that's a good roster. It's a lot of yeah. young talent with a ton of experience. They're going to be just fine. And so I, you know, I don't, I don't hate any of these guys for making moves that are going to allow them, you know, to get the most playing time they can possibly get towards, you know, the latter part of their career. Um, and then when you talk about Spurlock, I mean, it was going to be a while before he was able to work his way into the rotation seemingly. And so, yeah, they're, they're in a good spot. They're deep at several positions, offensively, defensively. I think this program is primed to just keep humming along. And to your point, that's why this NFL shit is so frustrating. Yeah, and moving right down, it's 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 three defenders especially right now that have transferred. Eric All and Cade McNamara. We've talked Marlon Klein. We've talked about some other guys, but these last three most recent transfers on the defensive side, you're like, well, you know, some some guys who made some plays, some guys who had played. A young guy, Deuce Spurlock, dude. When you look at the roster and you look how this thing is going to play out next year, it's like, dude, I, I don't blame him at all. So you talk about Spurlock, true freshman, one year in gone okay cool find your spot i hope it's amazing be back closer to home whatever it might be taylor upshaw it's a fifth year guy dude he's got a sixth year of eligibility because of the covid year he's played a lot of football he's he's actually put up like some decent numbers i think it was 24 7 said you know he played like top 15 in snap count like this is a guy who's played some football from michigan but look at his position dude Braden mcgregor Derek moore Jalen Harrell, Iabi Oki, bro. He's fifth on the depth chart minimum. And, and he's got one year left, one year of eligibility left to try to go out there and show that, Hey, look, I'm six, five, I'm two sixty. I could play. Give me a shot. I can play in the league. I, I just don't think it was going to happen at Michigan. Kind of the same deal for him. Just on the other end of his, uh, on the other end of his, of his timeline. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, again, I, I think it's great for these players. And again, it's, it's also, you see the statements that they put out and the way that they left, like you do it with class. You think you yeah. thank Michigan for your time there and everything they did and you move on and you go try to find a spot that's better for you and, and, and better for your situation and more power to them. And again, you know, whether offensively or defensively, this team is stacked. There's talent everywhere. They've got all the pieces in place to run it back win another Big Ten championship, get right back into the college yeah. football playoff and be in the mix again. I mean, that's where this program is. To you know, it, it's, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of programs around the country that can say the same and, right. and have it be a realistic statement. And and last but not least, Julius Welskoff always was kind of an intriguing guy, like a slalom skier yeah. from Germany, hadn't played a lot of football. 
had these off the charts measurables when it came to like vertical and flexibility and 40. Then he gets to Michigan. Is he an edge? Is he an interior guy? And he bounced from one to the other. So he's changed his body. He was like 295. Then he's 265. Now he's like 270. He's kind of been around a little bit. So you look at his position. All right. Is he an edge? Well, if he's an edge, he's probably behind the five guys I just mentioned, including Taylor Upshaw, who decided to leave. If he's an interior guy, well, he's behind Kenneth Grant, freshman. He's behind Mason Graham, freshman. He's behind Rayshon Benny, sophomore or redshirt sophomore. I can't remember. And he's behind Chris Jenkins. Yeah. It's just the same thing, dude. Like you, you hope the best for him. He's he's been a, a a true Michigan man. We're talking about a guy who gave five years of his life to the program, got a sixth year because of the COVID year. He's playing, you know, a a billion miles away from home in a sport that he didn't grow up playing. He might have an NFL future. He really might. But because of Michigan's depth chart, it just wasn't going to happen again. Godspeed field, yeah. To, yeah. Godspeed to him, dude. I hope he gets a billion reps somewhere next year. And we're talking about him making an NFL roster and be like, damn, dude, I remember when he put in five years at Michigan, man, I hope it works out for him. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I feel like a broken record, more power to him. Hope he yes. gets the reps and the snaps that he needs because, you know, he's got the build, he's got some talent, and, you know, it's it's hard to get to the league when you can't see the field at the school that you're at. And so it, it makes sense that he right. would leave. You know, you don't, it's it's like, you never know. I mean, you, you get a guy like, you get a guy like Julius Welskoff who, who, you know, it, it kind of in between maybe where his body needed to be and should be. He didn't grow up playing football. He's from Germany. He's older, by the way, too. He's going to be 26 years old. That that certainly plays a, a role in in what his future might be. But, dude, you get a guy like that. I mean, Michigan's looking at him, and they say, like, man, by year two, he might be the best player we've got on defense. And it didn't go that way, and that's fine. He could go somewhere else. He could play 500 snaps. He could get some good tape out there. He could make it to the NFL you never know. I mean, I think he was working in like a factory or some shit before he came to Michigan. Like, he's a grown up, dude. He was like 21 when he got to Michigan as a freshman after working in like a coal mine or something. Like, pop, I got the black lung. I'm going to play football in Ann Arbor, dude. Like, incredible story. And you just hope it works out for him because it, it you know, he, he was really good on special teams for Michigan. He worked his way into the rotation a bit on the D line. But again, the writing's on the wall, and that's fine. Hopefully it works out for him somewhere else. Michigan is in a great spot. Dude, when we talked about this before. Guys are going to have some decisions to make, one of them being Jim Harbaugh. Hello. And then you'll find out, like, do I want to stay at Michigan? Do I not? Do I find, you know, can I find some more snaps somewhere else? Maybe in a better offense or a better defense for my skill set. We've already seen, what is it, seven guys maybe have transferred out? You got Cade, you got Eric All, you got Marlon Klein, the three defenders I just named, that's six. I feel like there might have been one or two more. And now they've got seven coming in as well. Seven guys have transferred in as well. So this is the nature of college football now, the, the fluid rosters, the transfer portal, the early signing day. You're still chasing down some big fish like a Nick Harbor. And then you, you've got the, the playoff run and then, God damn it, this NFL stuff, dude, it just won't go away. And we probably won't know anything at all for at least a week. At least a week. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So. <laughs> Doesn't have to be that way. I almost finished my massacre, Chris. I don't know if you were drinking anything this time. I don't think you were. I'm only drinking water, man. My 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 voice is just 
I it's hear so you. delicate. You know, the, the situation right now could go one way or the other, and I'm trying to. It's just no, uh, I got this. I got this crazy echo. Did you turn something on? You I'm did. You turned on the loop. I'm doing our outro music. That's why. That's why. God damn it! It's time to go. Put the whole damn show talking about Jim Harbaugh. The whole show. I'm over it. We love you. Thanks for sticking through it. Hour and seven minutes in. Well, here's the deal. We'll be back on Wednesday. Unless Jim Harbaugh gets hired by the Panthers. Maybe we'll maybe we'll be back before that. Or the Broncos. Or, or the, the Broncos. Colts. Oh yeah, real quick. I'll hold on. Real quick. Real quick. Let me stop. Turn that goddamn loop back off so I can stop hearing myself. I'll sing us out. Jesus Christ. It's bad. I mean, people out there can hear it too. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. That's fair. Um, My dad just texted me about this. This is kind of crazy. The DeMar Hamlin thing, if you guys saw that, the safety for the Bills. I think he's like still fighting for his life, dude. Incredible. I, I mean, just a rare scene. You don't see it that much in football. I know a lot of people, you know, if you're a praying person, then do that. If you're a positive energy person, do that. You're a vibes person. You burn sage. Whatever the hell you do, man. That young kid made a tackle that a thousand players have made, and now he's fighting for his life. Michigan recruited that kid. I've got his phone number in my phone. I never met him personally. I remember when he was being recruited by Michigan. He ended up going to Pitt. He's been very good for the Bills. I think he's like 25 or 26 years old, 24, young dude. Whatever it is that you do, do it because he's he's fighting for it, man. You saw Stefan Diggs out there walking to the hospital pretty much so he could go be with this guy. It's just a weird, very rare, very weird, very just unique situation in the NFL that nobody saw coming. And, you know, hopefully he'll pull through. And I, I think the, the most recent updates have been positive, which is good. But, yeah. you know, I was in the airport, like not really watching football. And then all of a sudden, dude, on my phone, it was just like DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin, like everywhere. Saw the clip, couldn't believe it. it. looked very scary. You know, they're doing CPR out on the field. Like you just, I don't know, dude. You never want to see that for anybody, at, no matter what they're doing. So, yeah, T. Higgins, there, yeah, uh, I'm probably going to get your name way wrong. A GK, that seems like that's probably wrong. You imagine him. He just He's just running upfield trying to get some extra yardage. Yeah, another young guy. You can't imagine what he's going through. So whatever it is that you do, man, I don't know if anybody remembers that, but Michigan did recruit him pretty aggressively coming out of high school. And, uh, you know, he ended up going to Pitt, turned into a star there, obviously has been very good for the uh, for the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, yeah, crazy, dude. Got his phone number right there. I've never really talked to him, obviously, since he's been not a recruit anymore. Just hoping for the best for him. So throw that out there real quick. We'll put the music back up. Chris, deal with the loop back for another minute. Is there still an echo? Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. No echo. There you go. So you turn that shit so the, out. Oh, good Lord. I'm not touching it, Chris. I'm not nope. touching it. Nope. I'm out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday or earlier if need be.
That's an hour and 11 minutes of a grind right there. That's what I like to call that. Jesus, will you close out the show for God's sakes already? Please. I don't want to leave, dude. I love it here. I do. No, you know what? You know what? I. You know what? Actually, you know what? I'm going to finish with this. You know what, Chris? No man knows the future, but I think I'll be back on Wednesday for the next podcast episode. What do you think? Uh, I mean, my my hope and my thought is that we'll be here enthusiastically having a show it's- next Wednesday. But again, you know, things happen. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Look, dude, if it, I mean, if Pat McAfee... You know, $150 million podcast deal reaches out to me, wants to fly me out. I might go check it out. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I might be back. Take a look, I too. think I'll be back. I think I'll be back on Wednesday. We're not all in here. We're not all in. We could be poached. Anybody could be poached. Take care, everybody. We'll see you on Wednesday.